0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Selah Fellowship podcast of our Wednesday services. We are currently studying through the book of Exodus. Please open your Bibles to Exodus as we dive into our study this evening. So we're in Exodus 26. So we're going through the law. Tabernacle is what we've been talking about Last week, when Neil was sharing, his, Neil shared about um, how God wants a relationship with us. That he came down and he set up these things. He set up, he set up the, this tabernacle of showbread, the ark, and all these things that come down and show us him. That he set up these things to show us characteristics of him, and that he wants a relationship with us. And now we get to go into the tabernacle... And we get to see that God literally set up a place for us to meet with Him. And just something I've been seeing over and over for the last few months is how the Lord has fulfilled so much. Reading the Old Testament or in seeing things um, that I consider normal or I've read that before, let's do that. And the Lord comes and sets us free, and fulfills these things. So we're going to go through the tabernacle and see how all of these cubits, all of these loops, and all of these curtains all point to Jesus and give us a picture of Him as we go through this. For this is a physical building that we met the Lord. And now we have... The Lord will come and meet us. And He abides in us as we abide in Him. So seeing... That picture and seeing how the Lord really does want a relationship with us. And he gives us this physical picture. Although we don't have this anymore, we have him with us. So, let's start off. Um, Verse 126. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine woven linens, and blue, purple, and scarlet thread with artistic designs of cherubim, and you shall weave them. So we'll already stop. Um, <laughs> this is a tent. This is a plate. This is curtains. It's not. So it's going to be a tent, um, building. It's like 45 feet long and 15 feet wide. This is a tent. It has a covering over it. They cut it into um, curtains, and they cut it into smaller sections so that it can be taken up and taken down easier. Instead of having one gigantic cloth, they cut into curtains. They make it smaller because as the smoke moves, they will move. So this is a mobile tent. This is a mobile place where the Lord will meet them. Um, and the threads, you'll see this blue, purple, and scarlet over and over. Um, and this is what the inside of the tabernacle is like. So we're going to be moving, going from the inside and moving outside the tabernacle. So from the inside... It is blue, purple, and scarlet, blue. you can see it in heaven as we look up to the sky. We can see it 's blue, um, so it's showing heaven to us purple, a coveted a royalty uh, i said almost going to say flavor, but it's a color <laughs> um, and scarlet, um, red for his blood and Going in, going in this tabernacle, you see these things, and I have no doubt that they were reminded of these things as they went in. and can see these beautiful colors and not just see the colors, but for what they were to them. Um, the length of each curtain shall be 28 cubits, and the width of each curtain, 4 cubits, and each one of the curtains shall have the same measurement. So that's nice. Five curtains shall be coupled to one another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled to one another. And you shall make loops of blue yarn on the edge of the curtain and the shelf edge of one set, and likewise shall do on the other outer edge of the other curtains of the second set. Fifty loops you shall make on one curtain, and fifty loops you shall make on the edge of the curtain. That is, that is on the edge of the second set and the loops may be clasped to one another Um, you shall make 50 clasps of gold and couple to the curtains together with the clasps so that it may be one tabernacle so now they're getting all these curtains they're making loops, making clasps it's all one piece now summed up Um, you shall also make curtains of goat hair and be a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make eleven curtains. So now, we have that first layer. It is blue, purple, scarlet, all clasped together. Gold clasps. Looks pretty. Now we're going to get into this goat hair layer. So now this is multiple layers on this thing. So we have the second layer of goat hair. Um, It's really thick. And we can see that It's going to be clasped with bronze. We're going to start going into different animals. And it's clasped with bronze. Bronze being a symbol of judgment. Um, And with these animals, we couldn't have got their skin, their leather, without a sacrifice. So these are clasped a little differently, but it's a picture. Um... I left off. Uh... You shall make up curtains, Ten, You shall make 50 loops on the edge. I think that's right. I'm going to go at verse 10. You shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is an outermost in one set, and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain of the second set. You shall make 50 loops, bronze clasps. There we go. And the clasps into the loops and couple the tent together that it may be one. The remnant that remains of the curtain of the tent, the half curtain that remains shall hang over the back of the tabernacle and a cubit cubit on one side and a cubit on the other side. And what remains of the length of the curtain of the tent shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle and on this side and on that side to cover it. So the goat one was a little bit longer. So they even specify... This is how much overhang you get. Um, You shall also make a covering of ram skin, dyed red for the tent, and a covering of badger skin over that. So now we get two more layers. Um, A covering of ram, dyed red, and a covering of badger skins over that. Um, The badger skins, um, I think looking up the... original language, it said it could also be porpoise. So, that cleared it all up for me. I hope it does for you. Um, The outer layer was truly a covering for just protecting it. It was a weathering. It was a waterproofing. It kept the wind out when you were in there. When you were in the tabernacle, there was no other light that could get in. When you were in there... No water would get in, no rain would get in. And that's what all these layers are to protect it and keep it. And so this last layer of badger skin is to protect it. And it wasn't, I can't imagine getting badger and porpoise mixed up, but for it to be so looking that way, I, and the purpose of it, it wasn't, the outside wasn't a pretty thing. The outside was made to protect it wasn't the outside of these layers weren't gold clasps like clasps I'm going to keep emphasizing that um, the outside didn't have these gold rings it didn't have these silver things it didn't have dipped in all these other metals it was just to protect it That the and the inside though had all these colors and we'll get to see more about how almost everything was had gold on it they had all this acacia wood They set up beams and set up crosshairs and I'm sure Bruce would have a field day with it. But setting up all these things and all of them were like, this is going to be gold. This is going to have gold. All the clasps, there's 50 of them on almost every single curtain. They're all gold. That God is caring about what is inside and not what is outside. He cares about with us, with us having a meeting place with the Lord in our heart. He cares about our heart Far more. And he cares about if that is pretty. He cares about that. And he goes into detail about it. But this outside, it's just badger hair. (laughs) Um, So, just that first picture of how the Lord cares so much about what is on the inside. And if he meets with us, just like he met in the tabernacle, he cares about what is on the inside of that tabernacle. And I know for me, it's he's working daily and putting these, putting more gold in, putting more of these things into place. And yeah, just exciting to see what he really cares about is on the inside of these things. And with us, what's our heart look like? And reading how beautiful it could be and how beautiful it is in us um, I will try to read it through this section quickly it's really this next section is just like a framework it is acacia woods stacked up and then there's some cross beams and that's kind of it but I'm going to read it there's a lot of cubits a cubit would be from your pinky to your elbow so just imagine laying it all out Um, And for the tabernacle, you shall make the boards of acacia wood, standing upright. Ten cubits shall be the length of the board, and a cubit and a half shall be the width of each board. Two tenons shall be on each board for binding one to another. Thus you shall make for all the boards of the tabernacle, and you shall make the boards for the tabernacle twenty boards for the south side. You shall make forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards, Ten sockets under each of the boards for its two tenons, and for the second side of the tabernacle, the the north side, there shall be twenty boards. And there are forty sockets of silver, two sockets on each side of the boards. For the far side of the tabernacle, westward, you shall make six boards. You shall also make two boards for the two back corners of the tabernacle. You shall be coupled together at the bottom and shall be coupled together at the top by one ring. Thus it shall be for both of them, they shall be for the two corners. For there shall be eight boards with their sockets of silver, sixteen sockets, two sockets, each, under each of the boards. And you shall make bars of acacia wood for the boards on one side of the tabernacle, five bars for the boards on the other side of the tabernacle and five bars of boards on the side of the tabernacle for the far side westward the middle bar shall pass through the midst of the boards from end to end you shall overlay the boards with gold make their ring of gold as hoarders for the bars and overlay the bars with gold you shall raise up the tabernacle according to its patterns which you have which you were shown on the mountain that Moses is on the mount right now he's getting these instructions from the Lord and he's laying it all out this is what I want it to be and I'm thankful um, because I know if I went on the mount with the Lord and the Lord said hey I want there to be a place where I can meet with you um, I'd say thank you so much I'll go do it and I would probably talk to somebody else about building it But I would go in and I would probably make everything out of uh, plywood because I really wanted to meet with the Lord right away. And then as time went on, I'm like, well, let's do something a little bit better for you, Lord. And slowly, I feel like I would keep wanting to upgrade. I'd keep wanting to remodel it. I'd keep wanting to make things well, now let's get like nice timber for it. Well, let's get gold beams for everything. Let's get marble flooring in here. Let's do all of these things because this is a place for the Lord. I want to meet him here. And the Lord, throughout this exodus and all these laws, I've just found a freedom of the Lord lays it out. And it's like, this is what it is. You can't mess it up. And also you can't expand from it because I know you will want to. I know you want to make this thing prettier. I know you want to make these things better, but this is all it is. This is what it is, and it is a place to meet me. It is not a place to make marble everywhere with gold inlays and all these fancy things. Um, um, I think of a kitchen or a home. I keep wanting to make my home better. I keep wanting to buy new things. I like buying things. And with a kitchen, I might remodel a kitchen, and then a few years go by, and I'm like, well, this isn't really what I wanted. I kind of wanted this. I want open cabinets now. Fashion has changed a little bit. Let's go with this. And we redo it. That's fine. But the Lord is saying here, this is what I want it to be. This is what it is. And let's keep it the way it is and keep the heart on me." That it is not, let's remodel, let's revamp this place. We've got to bring in more priests into this nice place. That it is about meeting the Lord. And so, reading these details of previously talking about laws and being like, if a robber comes in, and it's during the day, do this. If a robber comes in, it's at night, you can do this. It's just like, this is details, but with those details, there's freedom. Freedom there's not going to be a debate over it later. Because I know I have a tendency of finding loopholes. I have a tendency of being like, if you allow this, then I'll exploit that part and you didn't see it. Um, And so in that, I know that, be like, well, that law didn't really explain what happened at night. Totally different situation. (laughs) But the Lord lays it out already. He already said, this is what happens during the day, this is what happens during night. And I'm like, okay, I guess there's no debate about it. Um, So in this, building this tabernacle with all this acacia wood and the beams and every foot and cubit laid out, there's no debate over what it is and how it should be made and how it should be done to meet the Lord. Um, So I just love how the Lord does lay everything out. He do, is in the details. And these details are to keep me straight. Because if I didn't have details, it'd be all marble, it'd be all gold over that, it'd be everything, and I'd be like, this is really where you meet the Lord. Um, verse 31, You shall make a veil woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine woven linen, and it shall be woven with an artistic design of the cherubim. You shall hang it upon the four pillars of the acacia wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall shall be gold upon the sockets of silver, and you shall hang the veil from the clasps. When you bring the ark of the testimony in there behind the veil, the veil shall be a divider for you between the holy place and the most holy. So this is now, he has this curtain of purple, blue, scarlet, And it kind of hangs down like three quarters of the way in. And this is now a divider for the tabernacle, which is a high place. And then you go beyond that curtain, and it's a most high place. So that is where the Ark of the Covenant is, and that is where the presence of the Lord will be. So once again, the inside of that, the most high, will be... You'll see the colors, blue, purple, and scarlet, and... Although no light will get in, um, you can see these colors and be reminded of what they are and what they symbolize and why you're in the Most High. Um, so now we'll get into um, where to put things in the tabernacle. Verse 34 You shall put the mercy seat upon the ark of the testimony in the Most High. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand across from the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south side. And you shall put the table on the... um. You shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the door of the tabernacle woven of purple and scarlet thread of fine linen made by a weaver. So now we're getting specific. This is, this is done by a professional. It's made by a weaver. Um, And you shall make the screen five pillars of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be gold, and you shall cast five sockets of bronze from them. So now the tabernacle is complete. That is it. So we have the door going in. On one side you will have the lampstand on the opposite side you'll have show the show, uh, table of showbread, and straight ahead, you'll have a table of incense, and then um, behind that table of incense will be another curtain. Beyond that curtain will be the Most High, and in the Most High, there will be Ark of a Testimony, and on top of the Ark of the Testimony will be a Mercy Seat. And it's a lot of things. And it's a lot of characteristics of the Lord Um, going through each of these things that being reminded of that the Lord fulfilled all of these things. That in here, it is a physical place. It is a place you had to go. But because of the Lord going on the cross, dying on the cross, and He tore that veil, um, the veil between the Most High and the High, that was torn, and that showed that He's with us now. There's not going to be this one room, this 15 by 15 foot room that I am in, that is torn and He's with us now. He's in our hearts. He's with us always. And in that, we can now look back at these characteristics and these physical objects that He laid out and He Gave us descriptions of once again, freeing us that we wouldn't add to it, and they are now with us um, so going through some of these things, I have some verses um, lampstand that is with us now, that we should be a light, that we should be a light and let it shine, go on a mountain um, matthew five sixteen that we should let our light so shine to glorify His work. Um, letting it shine, letting His work shine it is not my work, it is not my light, it is the Lord's light. Um, the table of showbread, showing how the Lord is a bread of life, that He will fill us, He will satisfy us, and just as Jesus did, He will break it and serve other people. That is His. We get to be people that live together, that have communion together, and eat together. We are becoming one. Um, And so that is with us now as well. We have these characteristics of the Lord that are with us. Um, Straight ahead would be the incense, and that was prayer. That as our prayers are like a pleasing aroma of these incense that as we pray, talk to the Lord, the Lord will always answer them, and that that will be pleasing to Him. That as our prayers, as we turn to Him, look at Him, and want to see an answer from Him, that will be a pleasing aroma. Um, And then going into the Most High, um, we have the Ark of Testimony, that we have a testimony with us. That we have what the Lord's done in us. And we have these stories that show His testimony, that show His glory. And we also have the stories in us of what He did in us. And we get to share those now. We get to share not, um, I was bad, now I'm good. Good for me. It is only Christ. I am still bad. But Christ has fulfilled these things in me. And now I'm made holy. Um, So, turning to the Lord in our testimonies. And in that ark of testimony would be the Ten Commandments. And that is why the mercy seat is there. The mercy seat is on top. That as we go through these laws, as we go through these things, it all goes through the mercy seat. That we have mercy the Lord, that we don't have to live up to the Ten Commandments as in one fault, and we'll go through um, and talk about the altar of burnt sacrifice um, burnt offering, and how they always had to go in and come in and the blood would cover their sin, and we don't have to do that because the Lord gives us mercy. And the Lord's blood covers us completely of all sins. Um, So just seeing that this tabernacle, a physical place, with all of these different robes on it and coverings on it, that the inside is beautiful. And that is with us. That all these different objects are characteristics of the Lord that are also with us. And we get to push forward and glorify Him in those things. Um. Just that, as God abides in us, we abide in Him. That it, He is in our hearts, and that just as this tabernacle was made to be mobile, so are we. That as we go, the Lord goes with us. Um, Moses is on the mount, and I know that we um, have some on the mount times where I kind of, when I wake up in the morning, I like to do a devotional. I wake up, I sit on this part of the couch. This is the part. put my leg this way. I turn the page over here. And this this part is where I meet the Lord. And I feel like I get even caught up in this habitual nature of it and forget that, like, the Lord is with me. It doesn't matter, like, if I move, I'm not like, man, I remember when I was here, man, the Lord really spoke to me. Because that's an area we fall into. Of When I'm on the mount, I go by this tree, and then I read, and the Lord speaks to me, but somebody got there first. (laughs) Now I have to go to this other tree, and it's not as good. Um, But the Lord's with us, and... He's in our hearts, and He abides in us. Not just I and Him, but He and me. Um, so, this tent is made to be mobile. We're made to be mobile. The Lord's with us. Um, we're going to go into 27 as well, because we're going to just want to finish out the tabernacle and the whole thing. Um, so, verse 1 again. You shall make an altar of acacia wood, five cubits long, five cubits wide. The altar shall be square. Very nice. And its height shall be three cubits. You shall make its horns on its four corners. Its horns shall be on one piece with it, and you shall overlay it with bronze. This, you'll see, everything is in bronze. Um, Also, you shall make its pans to receive its ashes and its shovels and and its basins and its forks and its fire pans. You shall make all the utensils of bronze. You shall make a grate for it, a network of bronze. And on the network, you shall make four bronze rings on its corners. These bronze rings are, once again, to make it mobile. To slide through your acacia pole through it and pick it up. That everything throughout this, even all these showbread table, ark, all of these different things and objects, they all had these loops and hooks on the corners. That everything, this had this picture of, I will move, you will follow, and I'm going to make it easy. I'm already going to ask you to put loops in it. So don't even worry about it. The poll shall be to put... And the rings and the poles shall be on the two sides of the altar to bear it. You shall make it hollow with boards as it is shown to you on the mountain. Um, So shall they make it. Um, This burnt offering was outside the tabernacle. So now we have tabernacle. And we're going to start talking about we're moving from the most high and moving our way out. So outside this building... They would have this basin for the burnt offering. And people would bring in their goats, bring in their lambs, bring in these things, and bring it to that place um, for their sins. They look at these Ten Commandments, and they bring in their object, and they bring in their animal, and they give it to the Lord. Um, The process of sacrificing it, blood was spilled... And that blood covered their sin. Covered that one thing in their life. And then they would say, you know what? I brought this thing to be a sacrifice. Burn it as well. I want it to be fully consumed for the Lord. Um, and so they would burn it. And everything, every part of that animal, there wouldn't be anything left because it would all be given to the Lord. The blood would cover and then they would go beyond and give everything to the Lord. Um, Thinking about this, it's so nice that the Lord has done the sacrifice part for us. That He went on the cross fully, He was beaten, He gave everything, and His blood was spilled, and so all of our sins are forgiven. Um, I think one thing that is still we get to abide in is confession I imagine during this time you if you walked around you're walking towards the tabernacle and you have this sheep over your shoulders everyone would kind of know okay Bob made a mistake (laughs) Um, and everyone would see it you're walking around he's doing the right thing he's going to the tabernacle um, but I can see that being the confession. Um, and we get to do that as well now. We get to confess these things to the Lord and bring them to the Lord and say, hey Lord, I know what your word says and I know what I did and we're going to align ourselves together. We're going to put ourselves in alignment. I'm going to confess these things and just... in." First John, talking about if we confess our sins, He'll be faithful to forgive them. That confession is still a key part in this process of forgiveness and this process of um, having our sins forgiven and cleansed and giving ourselves up to the Lord. That confession is still such a key part um, in it that I can see it here, and it still is asked of asked of us today. Um, so we will continue on. This will be um, the court of the tabernacle. So now we get an even bigger area. Um, it's basically a white picket fence. Um, it's uh, 150 feet by 75 feet square. Um, So I will read through this. You shall also make the court of the tabernacle for the south side. There shall be hanging for the court made of fine woven linen, 100 cubits long for one side and it's 20 pillars. And their 20 sockets shall be bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be silver. Likewise, along the length of the north side, there shall be hanging 100 cubits long with its 20 pillars and their 20 sockets of bronze and the hooks of the pillars and their bands of silver. And along with the width of the court on the west side shall be hanging hanging of 50 cubits with their 10 pillars and their 10 sockets and the width of the court On the east side shall be 50 cubits. The hanging on one side of the gate shall be 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets. And on the other side shall be hanging of 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets. And with the gate of the court, there shall be a screen, 20 cubits long woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen made by a weaver, a professional. It shall have four pillars and four sockets. All the pillars around the court shall have bands of silver. Their hooks shall be of silver and their sockets of bronze. The length of the court shall be 100 cubits and width of 50 throughout and a height of five cubits made of fine woven linen and its socket of bronze and all the utensils of the tabernacle for all its service, all its pegs and all the pegs of the court shall be of bronze. So now we're getting an outside area. So now we have this full court um, with these linens on it. So now we have a court. We have burnt offering in it. We have the tabernacle in it. In that tabernacle, we have these objects, the showbread, the lampstand, the incense. Then inside that, we have the Most High. In the Most High, we have Ark of the Testimony. And on top of that, Mercy Seat. So this is where the Lord is. And how much it is all laid out um, in sections. Um, yeah. Um, as I was reading, I was thinking how um, Moses is on the mount and up on the mount and I guess it's good to bring a notebook when you are on the Mount. (laughs) Because I can't recite one of those verses back to you. Um, That when the Lord speaks, remember it. Um, So, as Moses on the Mount, I will close out. You shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light. So now we're talking about the lampstand. He goes into detail about that again. Hey, before I leave you about this tabernacle stuff, one more thing about this lampstand. Pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. In the tabernacle of meeting outside the veil, which is before the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall tend it from evening until morning before the Lord. It shall be a statue forever to their generations on behalf of the children of Israel. Um, I see this lampstand being the presence of the Lord, that this is this will always burn, that it won't be a time that the Lord is not with you. There will not be a time that this lamp will ever burn out. To even do that, we're going to have people watching it. And for me, it it seems easy, not easy, but um, reasonable for the Lord to be with me while I am awake. While I'm awake, the Lord's with me um, and doing these things. But he even commands Aaron and his sons um, to tend it from evening until morning, that even when I'm asleep, the Lord is with me. Even while I rest, the Lord is there. He will not leave me, he will not abandon me, even while I am sleeping, even when I don't care as much, he is with me and he is there and people and the Lord's presence will always burn and it is there. Um interesting how Aaron is called to be this first high priest. So, in this court and in this tabernacle and most high, there was kind of a section of different people could go in different areas. Um, The Jewish people could go into the court so they can go inside the picket fence. To go into the tabernacle, you had to be a priest. To go into the most high, you had to be a high priest. And so Aaron is called, hey, make him high priest. Um, and I love how, so that's Aaron's call, high priest. Your sons will watch over it. Your sons will tend it. And make sure that they get these oils because this will never burn out. Um, as this is happening, while he is on the mount, while Moses is there, everyone else is down on the bottom of the mountain. Now, on the bottom of the mountain... They're doing something else. They are making an idol. They are, as Aaron put it, um, they just threw all their gold together and a calf came out. <laughs> that they were worshipping other gods. They were lifting up other things. Forty days was a bit too long to wait. Yeah, we were in Egypt and we're glad we're free, but, I mean, let's get the ball rolling here. Um, that Aaron is now down below doing these things. I mean, Aaron, I guess, from his... Nothing happened, but... Um, so, as Moses is up above, he's like, perfect. Aaron's great. I'm related to him. He's a good guy. I know him. I can't wait to tell him and go and tell him he's going to be the first high priest. And then going down and seeing this sorrow of wow, you made something else. You made something else and decided to worship it. Um, but Aaron was still called. That our calling outweighs our mistakes. Our mistakes will not disqual- they won't disqualify us. That when we are called, we are called. And we get to keep walking in that. Um, it wasn't, most didn't come down and say, you're done. What the Lord called you, I don't care. Um, he still put Aaron in that place. And Aaron still walked in that place. He was still high priest, even though, even before day one, he was made a mistake. Um, and his sons, we know some stories about his sons making strange fire, and the Lord struck them down. That now, Aaron not only made mistakes, but he faced hardship. Hardship that doing the thing that the lord called them the lord or his sons didn't take it seriously they lacked they let out some slack and on their responsibilities and Aaron now gets to walk through hardship which we are promised as well we're promised hardship we're promised these things that in our calling it doesn't mean smooth sailing it doesn't mean blessings all the time. That as Aaron walked through his calling, he made a mistake. He pushed through. He got it. He kept doing it. Moved the tent a few times, got a hang of it, raised up his sons well, but his sons didn't take it seriously. And now, his sons die. And Seeing him struggle with that. Um, I don't really want to do the same things I've done. Lord, you killed my sons. I don't like this anymore. And the Lord says, I called you. Do it. Go back. And he does. That just amazing that the Lord puts Aaron in place and we can almost read. Well, we can read We can read these hardships that he goes through. And we know Aaron. We see his folly. But we see him pressing through and being this high priest. That as he goes, he relies on his calling. And I know that we all have callings. I know we do. Being on that mount is where Moses received the calling. So we need to be on the mount. Being with the Lord. And we will get a calling. And when we get it, write it down because Moses clearly brought a notepad that we need to write down these things and rely on them. That turning to these things that he promised and it will be hard. It will keep being hard. And Aaron kept being high priest. He kept doing these things. Um... With Aaron, it was... He was a high priest, so he could talk to the Lord. Um, But we get to have that relationship with the tabernacle in us. Jesus fulfilled these things. Um, It's been something that's been running through my mind that the Lord has been showing me over and over is that the Lord has fulfilled so many different things that um, reading through... Acts 1, how um, there was 11 disciples. So They're like, well, we got to find another. 12 makes us set, And so they cast lots. They found their 12th guy. And then after that, there's no more casting lots. That there's no more seeking the Lord by this chance. Because after that, the Spirit comes down. The Spirit rains down and is with us. And so in that, I don't have to cast fleece. I don't have to cast fleece again. I don't have to cast lots to find out the Lord's will for me. I can simply talk to Him. Because His high place is with me. That curtain was torn. And seeing how much work the Lord did to fulfill all these things, as we read through Exodus, and we're going to go through more details as Exodus continues. All these details that... The Lord fulfilled all of them. And just amazing of how much He changed and how much we get to walk in it now. I forget. I read Casting Lots in the Bible and I think, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you find the will of the Lord. And I forget that I live in New Testament. I take these things for granted sometimes that this is... We live in such a fulfilled time that the Lord has given us. That I can simply pray anywhere. I can pray and He will listen and He will answer me. And when I am in His will, I am free. And only when I'm in His will am, am I free. Then to find His will, I just have to ask. And just a powerful time of seeing these things fulfilled and seeing us walk through it, I want to be reminded of the New Testament that we are in because I take it for granted at times. Um, so in that... Thank you for joining us for this study through the book of Exodus this evening. If you would like more information about Selah Fellowship, please visit us on the web at sailafellowship.org. While you are there, feel free to check out some of our other messages and past book studies. Thank you again, and God bless.